welcome to episode two of the Dog Zone 9000. I am Sean Baby from the internet, and with me as always is Robert Brockway, the legendary Cracked Editor. Hello, I am also from the internet, although not as from the internet as Sean, of course. I'm pretty from the internet. You're way from I, the internet. I might have invented being funny on the internet. You might be... That's what it says in my bio. You might be the internet? I can we checked, blame? But... Can we blame you for everything the internet? I fucking dare you. <laughs> and joining us is a very special guest. You'll recognize his voice from our masterfully crafted theme song, Oral Knots Zach. Welcome. Yo, get hyped. <laughs> Maximum hype. Maximum. Yeah. Oh, it's going to yeah. be a catchphrase. Everybody's going to make you do it everywhere you go. My podcast slams. <laughs> oh, he did the It is so he good. He did the line. Uh, I've had the, He did it. He said it. I, uh, I've had a lifetime of uh, studying Johnny Arcade for his, <laughs> his magnificent pipes. Zach, I want to start. Uh, we, we've, this is our first guest. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to start with a trivia game. And you're the star. All right. Uh, Put me on the spot. You've been brought here as an expert on, on today's topic, Rumble in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And so this trivia is going, you're going to have one minute to name as many Jackie Chan characters as possible. If you fail it, you're out. You're off so, the podcast. We just You're just off the podcast. I'm right. not even going to tell you the number that fails it, but whenever you're ready, go. Uh, Jackie, does that how many does that count for? Uh, that's that, that's it. Like that's all movies already. All that's right, it. we're yeah. done. You passed. Good and job. Also, <laughs> and also Fu Shang. That's his his code name from Super Cop. Oh yeah. Yeah, that Fu Shang. We've got uh, I'm going to count Jackie as one. Jackie is one. Oh, okay, so we're up to two. <laughs> There's uh, uh, I'm just gonna break the tension here. One one of the reasons Fu Shang is my favorite, because in uh, the dub version, you know, you're on the clock. I'm on the clock. Yeah, I'm using this time. I'm eating it. I'm, okay. I'm stalling. But there was a scene where like he was in with the gangsters, right? And he's uh, his his cover was about to be blown. And so one guy just goes, look at Fu Shang, fooling around. <laughs> fooling was, around. Yeah. <laughs> so we, have, we, have, we, of course, have Keong from, uh, from uh-huh. Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. And, uh, man, you fucking bone me on this whole surprise <laughs> pop quiz thing. That's all I got. He's Jackie in like 50 movies. That's, yeah. uh, I, that's see, I'm of the opinion that Jackie was the right answer. And then I could say passed. Jackie 12 yeah. times. Yeah, Jackie, uh, Jackie Chan, Jackie, Jackie Chan. We're going to call Chan. it time. I'm going to give you three, but with the asterisk, technically you got 70 or 80. <laughs> Kevin. He, oh, Kevin Ooh. covers a lot. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Chan. Got Kevin yep. Chan. <laughs> he played a guy named Lin Dong. In Bleeding Steel. Bleeding Steel. I'm on his IMDb, which is just incredible. Oh, you're just on it. Yeah, you got the cheat sheet. Let me pull it up, too. Let me see if there's any that I just feel stupid for uh, for not getting. Yeah, you you should have got Inspector Eddie Chan from Crime Story. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Do you know what his name is in Operation Condor? No. What is it? Is it Jackie? He has three options. Yes, one of them is Jackie. One of them is Condor. And one of them is Asian Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with regular Hawk from... From uh, over the top. <laughs> in Armor of God, he's just Asian Hawk, which <laughs> I think was Operation Condor Part 1. But then when it came to America, I believe Armor of God was called Operation Condor Part 2. Like, so depending on which country you're in, they're each a sequel to the other. Like anybody's ever been lost, 
watching a Jackie Chan. What is this, part two? I didn't see part one. I have no <laughs> idea. Does that guy like being hit with a stepladder? I don't understand. Uh, I want to warn everyone that we probably will do a couple of Jackie Chan impersonations as we go through the podcast. Oh, and shit. It's, just... it's not impossible. There's some Rumble the Bronx characters that are distinctly 90s black, and I... I worry I might do that voice. <laughs> I know who you're and, talking uh, about. <laughs> yeah, you know who I'm talking about. When the guy comes in and says, it's, it's really impossible to say his lines. <laughs> but when he says, Yoke oh, young, young. That was all right. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was all right. You could do it. You basically just do it text-to-speech style, and you'll be safe. Yeah. Right. So ha, we might ha, have brought ha, you in as a shield, Zach, as a, as a man of color. Uh, you might I, be our I'm the one. To you could throw it to voice. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's actually a popular uh technique in writers rooms just to bring in a uh, person of color so you could make racist jokes you're like hey it's all look at our right. staff so it's all good everyone can check with them and say like well is this one allowed i there was a black guy in the room when we wrote it so technically yeah. it's legal can you just let us look ask. at the handbook real quick yeah. just i know you're not supposed to they uh um, this is gonna sound crazy but i think i might have a couple of handbooks on that <laughs> they're all incorrect if anybody does yeah it's, uh, <laughs> yeah don't follow these yeah. rules so that is a, a thing that's wonderful about the the diversity of rumble in the Bronx is it is wild it is all over the place yeah uh, i'm sure there's that, every stereotype in it oh yeah and they just they just <laughs> should we just get into it should we start here Let's with the it. with the I wild ethnic stereotypes of the bronx uh, which, if you've ever been there, is not. They're in Vancouver. Like, there's this right away. Yeah, there's, it, it's, it's all wrong. It's all bright and safe. And their gang is Everyone's happy. It's so good. Like, every scene, if you look in the background of Rumble the Bronx, which is just such a dense movie in every direction, like, the, you'll see signs that are like, I hate New York, in like this lovingly drawn calligraphy. And then, like, underneath it will be like what the set designer thought might look like Bronx graffiti. So it'll <laughs> yeah. say, like, you know. I hate the Cabrones gang. <laughs> I do it's, not approve uh, yeah, of like their the, methods. It, it's like the uh, the makers of the original Saints Row before they became self-aware and like you know, right? Started making parodies of themselves. They were like, "That's a real gang they would have come up with to be tough." That's um, it's 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 very much like a Warriors gang, but like all of them together in in one thing. Yep. And they also have dirt bikes, which is a, I think a strange way to navigate the Bronx. So. Here's the thing. Out of all of the style choices that they got wrong about a Bronx gang, that's actually not that far off from the truth. There's a lot yeah, of like do, they do have dirt, dirt bike bikes. and four-wheeler gangs. Yeah, the, the Rough Rider style. That's like a very uh, real thing. Those guys are – you hear them coming a mile away too. Just a bunch of like uh, – it's it's a mixed bag too. You get like, – there's straight up some like ATVs. Um, I don't know if there's as – adorned as they are in this movie with the christmas yeah, lights strung up with the, uh, christmas lights and everybody's <laughs> yeah. got like a themed they're not, jacket they're not when so it's like festive. 2 a.m do they like go along a, a, a crowded curb and and drive their dirt bikes over the cars over the cars and I the think one they just thing drag. they will not tolerate is mistreatment of women they just they just hate it <laughs> what the hell do you think you're doing <laughs> nancy <laughs> so they, uh, their, their gang uh genetic makeup is is crazy they've got like a guy who just can speak fluent cantonese uh they got yeah. the crazy like like outback looking dude they've got they have like a straight up like an indian <laughs> like a native yeah, american in like a fringe jacket fringe like jacket 
yeah. Although I believe he is he might be incredibly right? yeah, he's very Asian. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe it's just like the Steven Seagal as a Native American. Kind of it. The craziest, like the wildest character they've got might be Lance, who is like wearing this bondage, yeah. uh, like rig he's kind got of like around a his man battle harness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is one hundred percent a Masters of the Universe inspired. He fucking like goes into the bodega like that. <laughs> He just comes in, steals a sip of juice, and leaves. And what are you going to say to this like Mexican yeah. barbarian? Like, <laughs> Holy shit, that but guy he, ruled. But he also seemed like the sweetest one. He was like the secret pussycat of the group. R.I.P. Like, Lance. You ruined the good time. You know, he was... R.I.P. Bag of Lance. <laughs> bag. Yeah, he ended up in a garbage bag. Loose Lance. Lance. He's like a Game of Thrones character, like... He wasn't aggressive enough. He's like tried to like bring his kindness and principles to the world, and it's just like no, the world it, wasn't having it. It chews you up, chipper. spits you out. Is into, he you know, into a bunch the of only? Bags. Is he the only fatality? He might be the only fatality in that movie. Well, those uh, Jamaican guys. Oh, the Jamaican uh, guys at the start. Right. Yeah, right. the diamond right. heist guys. I those guys. You're right though. Those guys Howard were got shot in the cigar, and he didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Kevlar those cigar. Were... It was a police tactical cigar. Out of everybody in the movie, I feel like the Jamaican gang was kind of had the most authenticity to them. They had a nice like Predator Two style going for yeah. them with the big jackets, like the zoot suit jackets with no shirt. They were at least consistent as a group. And like everyone else, they're really efficient with like their exposition. Like one guy goes, "We can't trust these guys," and then goes, "They're the only guys who can move a score this big." <laughs> and they were like, "That's all we know about them is they're just really pragmatic in the, mm-hmm. their sense of danger." They're like, we, I know this is crazy, but like, we got to get rid of these fucking diamonds. And then he's in the car. He's like, where's the rest of the diamonds? He's like, do you think I'm crazy? <laughs> <laughs> where's the cash man? <laughs> that, oh, uh, gone too soon. Movie. I and then he, uh, backstory. it was like the efficiency of storytelling was great too. Cause then it just, the last thing you hear from that conversation is the guy asking if you think I'm crazy. And then it just cuts mm-hmm. to like way after everything had gone south. Yeah, like, like, I would love to see that as your prequel spinoff. Like, the story of the Jamaicans from Rumble in the Bronx. How they got oh, from... Yeah. Starring the, not Jackie try, Chan. Not Jackie. How they got from the it back a, of the car to being grenade fodder. With the, in their, they had a duffel bag full of just ammo, like video game-style yeah. ammo boxes in the back seat. It was a bad car for a grenade to go off in. <laughs> it, it was like a very Tarantino-style cut. Like, they're like, boom, let's just cut to, like, all hell breaking loose ten minutes from now. Yeah, the, the filmmaking restraint was very uncharacteristic for Rumble in the Bronx there. <laughs> like, right. they'll fill in the blanks like, here. Like, we, we have to watch Jackie Chan walk up every stair. No, dude, there's a straight-up entire ice cream exchange between two yes. characters that we don't know. Ice cream, I'll take an ice cream. All right, it's coming right solid, up. That's two Here's solid your minutes. ice cream. <laughs> you cut the Jamaican gunfight with the explosions and the limo, I, I the limo chase. I have that ice cream scene quoted because oh, it is so, so weird. Like, this lady goes up, <clears throat> and she gets an ice cream, and he says, thank you very much, thank you. She says, thanks. Next guy says, hi. And he goes, hey, can I help you? Ice cream, please. Sure, here's your ice cream. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, ice cream. Can I have some ice cream? Sure. Come get your ice cream. And then while they have a real conversation about ice cream, the guy is in the background just screaming ice cream over and over and over. <laughs> it's not <laughs> enough. There's no reason for fucking any of it. The ice cream has nothing to do with the scene. It's, it's just the magic of Rumble in the Bronx that they might take this small talk and just carefully write out every word of it and then have these non-English speakers just precisely perform it. I love it. 
It was it was a very like necessary scene because it distracted yeah. and it really it needed to be that wild and distracting to keep your eye off of the main character in Rumble in the Bronx, which is the cushion. You weren't watching the cushion <laughs> yes. for once in your life. For once oh. during this movie, you took your eye off the cushion and that's that's <laughs> that when it gets stolen. Now, all fucking around aside, I believe that cushion is probably as efficient a filmmaking device that has ever been. It has like so that much to do is a different symbol to like five different characters and it advances the plot on it, like, several every occasions time it appears and it calls back <laughs> and it foreshadows it's it's amazing i think you could study that cushion in filmmaking classes for 50 years that, yeah, cushion, that cushion it starts is my out favorite character pre-cushion starts out as the uh the symbol of the state of disrepair that the young boy and his sister have in their life yes She's yeah. been neglecting him. And then she and turns their relationship it. around. It's her rededication to him is the new cushion. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when Angelo finds it, he's like, I care so little about my friends and their crippled brothers that I'm going to hide my diamonds in, in Danny's cushion. Like, that's how little he gives a fuck. And the bad guy comes later, he starts tearing it up because he also doesn't give a fuck about crippled children's cushions. And he does it right in front of the kid. Real talk, he, though, he, how... How much could those cushions possibly cost? <laughs> it's made Seriously. it's made out to be like a huge thing that she's been saving up to buy him a new cushion. And there is no oh, there is no way go-go dancer. that's I more than like, like four dollars. Uh, I always took it as if she was just didn't matter how much it cost, she just sucked so bad as a caretaker that she couldn't be bothered to go. Yeah, she just wouldn't go to the fucking cushion store. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow. Still- always tomorrow. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Every uh pharmacy uh like if there's a pharmacy in our neighborhood that's a larger one they've got wheelchairs right in the window like i could walk down the street right now and buy a wheelchair cushion she's she's, she sucks she sucks hard that tiger cage dancing man is uh something else that you will not find in the bronx (laughs) (laughs) and her effort towards it is insane oh i had to watch that scene a few times for for reasons perfectly valid reasons where Mm -hmm. like she's looking pretty good her response Mm -hmm. to Seeing Jackie as he as he shows sorry, Keong as he shows up is to make immediate like hard eye contact with him and then do perfect yeah. like sidekicks rapidly. Like the sidekick mm-hmm. is her most erotic Wait. move, is just a full sidekick to each side. No question. And I a hundred percent agree. I don't know how uh how important this part is, but I always because I'm a creep and I notice it every time, she's got some <laughs> wild bush. Uh, <laughs> Creeping off, just periscoping around the edges of her. Uh... I, I, I honestly never noticed that. That's God. Every Check time out. I watch Rumble the Bronx, There's I find something, something new. new. It's like a highlights magazine, dude. There's something there for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no question when Jackie sees her and she does that, like he knows he's getting in there. Oh, like, yeah. oh the sidekicks. No kicks. question. And the sidekicks are like, oh, I didn't know it was like that. Shit, I'm in. I am. He in. couldn't have expected it yet. You know, he's like, I'm gonna go see where this relationship goes. But like, he sees that, he's like, oh, we're fucking tonight. He's like, I don't even have to try. Yeah, I'm in. That the audacity of showing up at her workplace while her boyfriend is there with his crew. Well, she is, she uh, invited him knowing so that her boyfriend and his crew were going to come there, and yeah. then sat down with him. And didn't even, they, she didn't even try to get the uh, the other Cantonese guy <laughs> yeah. away. She's just like, yeah, come on over. Check us out. Come on over. Oh, and he like Look casually puts his, yeah, he puts his hand on. He's like, oh. <laughs> it takes him like a full minute. Like, oh, oh, it's yeah, the guy we shredded with bottles in the alley last night. 
It's the guy that jumped <laughs> in 800 so, feet between buildings. I forgot about him. Let's talk about the bottle shredding. These guys are old hands at this. Uh, yeah. This tech, they, they were ready to go. Like they. The command for this was rock and roll, and they just sprung into action. They had bats. They had the the cushioning to wrap around the bats. They put a lot yep. of thought into it. Like we don't want right. the. And each one to has a different role as they mm-hmm. as they like. Yeah. I think it was Lance. Somebody somebody's role is just to like wrap the tape around the bats. So somebody else puts the towel on like. Dude, it's nobody, like a pit yep. stop. It's like watching nobody a pit spins stop. around those bats with the efficiency of Lance. Like that, just... <laughs> man. All right, if you took Lance. fifteen people to an alley and said, "Hey guys, grab me some bottles," it would take them ninety minutes to get you that many <laughs> bottles. And to, if you said, "Hey, let's wrap some stuff around baseball bats," you'd have to have a twenty-minute conversation about like, "What? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> how does? How am I going to stick it with like a shirt?" Yeah, N- none of us even have shirts. Look at fucking Lance. That means they brought all those. Te- they just. Roll around with all of those dish towels. This gang yeah, yeah. has like seventy-five pounds of dish towels in spare, duffel bags, spare in the back sweaters of in case it got cold. You know, it was, uh... and they brought their girlfriends, which, I mean, that's that's nice, but like, I just I feel like it's dangerous to bring your girlfriends to a, a daring broad daylight like murder. And I love how the girls being like over it was the catalyst for everybody to leave. They're like, everybody's like, Stacy, wait a minute, Tina. Like they were all just bummed that their girls are so disappointed that they just shredded this man into, into part. Well, they were fine with, with the man shredding. It was really only the, the abuse of one of their own. Oh, and Angelo Mm -hmm. like just went wild. Yeah. Who's going to do it? Who's going to do the, Gonna do this is the guy that broke your freaking nose? <laughs> what do you think you're doing? What do you think you're doing? <laughs> Nobody can I do looked it. that guy up, and um, you might be surprised by this, but he's a stuntman with not a lot of experience uh, with speaking roles. All of them are. I think Angelo is, too. Are you talking yeah. about Tony or Angelo? I'm Both, talking about right? Tony, but yeah, Angelo, too. I, that's another thing I love about this movie is that all these dudes are, are stuntmen and just completely untrained to deliver this many lines. Well, they're all such familiar characters because half of them show up in like every other Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> you right. can recognize them. Like all of those henchmen are henchmen yeah, the, in like um, every other. Those are your official Jackie Chan henchmen. They, um, there's a, there's a Jackie Chan movies like this have more in common with pornography than any other action film. Because <laughs> you have like a bunch of scenes loosely tied together with bad acting right. to get to the performances that the people are really there to do. That's Exactly. The physical spectacle <laughs> delivered by professionals. <laughs> and it gets me hard every time, too. <laughs> the moments between the action sequences in this movie are, are perfectly magical. Whereas mm-hmm. a oh, lot yeah, of Jackie Chan part. movies suffer for not being so good until he jumps off of something crazy. And I think it's there because a... that's his take on what, what America's like. The rest of them are like roving adventures. They're not really about a place. And Rumble in the Bronx is like, you know what? I understand America. I get it now. Exactly. Let's make this and he movie. Sort of, he just sort of about does. American one of the themes, experience. One of the themes of this movie is that uh, the cops are just useless pieces of shit. It's the Which only thing they got right about New York. Yeah, fair. It's a fair <laughs> call, Jackie Chan. They um, so there's some 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 New York things. I'll be your resident New York guy. I'm here for the Jackie right. Chan, but it's I I didn't anticipate this. I don't know why. Yeah, how many uh, moose are there in New York? Four. Yeah, there's They're a lot. There's a lot of, of moose no. in the background. No, they, uh, of the shots, right? <laughs> they, um, so the bottle thing wouldn't happen because there's just a never-ending wave of old Chinese women with carts 
just of course getting all the bottles before they can be picked up by anybody yeah. else. So there's an unbroken will, bottle is just un, that's like that's payday. So you're, you're never gonna find a bottle in a in a trash bin. Much you're less nine hundred and fifty in one <laughs> trash in one hour. You're not gonna find enough to bring Jackie Chan to his knees ever. That, that's <laughs> and the other thing they do that I really love is that every time they do a transitional shot, like an establishing shot of New York, it's always the south side of Manhattan from Brooklyn. So okay. it's the, the shot of the city is like, the, they actually have a Twin Towers shot in there. And that's from uh, the BQE going around the, the west side of Brooklyn. So it's like a so good... nowhere near the Bronx. It's a good two hours away from the Bronx. It's a, <laughs> you mean it's those a real, shots of a like radically new. different film quality aren't actually from the <laughs> Yeah. So I used to work for a company that did that. They're like, we need... Saturday Night Live needs a new opening. We need like just 10 minutes of whipping pans of New York to go do it. And it's mm-hmm. like... So that, that B-roll of New York industry is, it was, was a hot ticket for a while. I want your take on the graffiti in Danny's... Uh, building uh this is the actual graffiti on the walls and let me know uh how authentically new york these uh graffitis are uh, Go for it. one of them says big dick gone bad i think that's that's probably as close to legit as you could get for some new york shit that did seem pretty authentic yeah uh one of them just said martin luther king that's <laughs> 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 real nice call out no Let's judgment just Dr. Martin no luther judgment king. i appreciate the effort yeah uh one of, the, one of the walls just said, I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, was it like comma? Like Martin Luther King, I'll kill you? Nobody, he just didn't well, get the message? They weren't together, but it was the same handwriting. Uh-huh. The same PA t- took care of that? Right. That was <laughs> his response said, after somebody heckled his graffiti. <laughs> what? I just want to talk about Martin Luther King. <laughs> Let's just have a, an honest conversation about race. Uh, <laughs> on this I'd wall. love to see, like, on set, he writes MLK, and somebody goes, dude, that's stupid. He just turns around and looks at him without saying anything, just writes, I'll kill you I'll as his next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks only in set design graffiti. Uh, it is the purest form of expression. For example, one of them just says, Popeye rules. <laughs> Not... That's Gans? <laughs> yeah. Not the chicken franchise, the, the, the cartoon sailor. It could be Popeye uh, rules. It's uh, like the, the, the ch- I don't know actually. I don't know how old the chicken franchise is, so it, it may maybe. Well, uh, to help clarify everything, uh, there's another one that says olive oil rules. So I think someone on the set just really loved uh, Popeye. <laughs> so innocent and pure. <laughs> <laughs> I just love vintage uh, sailor cartoons. You know, honestly, looking kind of based on what we know of that gang so far in the movie, I would. I would believe that they're all just earnestly into Popeye, that they think it's yeah. it's a great cartoon, it's a great show with great characters, and they want to talk about it. And so that's kind of their gang recruitment tool. Like, if you want to talk about Popeye, we're the 4th Street Bluto's. Uh, come we're by on you. Tuesdays. <laughs> it's Popeye hour. We'll chat. We're the Sea Hags. Like, Guys, you remember that Cubert cartoon? Write that up on the wall. Cubert cartoon. That's good graffiti. They do have a, like a childlike innocence, though. Didn't he bust up their like birthday party? They were all dancing to ministry with like party hats on. They had like <laughs> birthday party hats on. <laughs> they were having such a good time. Uh, you know what? This is actually a good time to take a break and thank a few sponsors. Maybe play a Sean Baby's book game. But uh, I want to thank Yosarian, Zachary Evans, Adrian Hisbrook, Aiden Muat, Mike Styles. Toasty God, Ethan Wrangle, Timmy Leahy, and Brianne Whitney. So now, thank you very much for, for, for supporting the 1-900-Hot-Dog family. I know a couple of those people. Yeah, you know a couple of those. <laughs> those last couple <laughs> are good friends. What we're going to do now is a competitive Sean Baby's book game. 
both of you gentlemen are you're going to compete in a very high stakes competition. First, let me play the theme song. You know what time it is. Game. Jump, baby. Game. This book is called Rappin' with Jesus, the Black Bible Chronicles series. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to die. The Good News According to the Four Brothers. Now, this was published in 1994 by a woman who uh, did not quite nail the voice of the youth of that era. So she's she basically rewrote the New Testament in what... Um, I might gracelessly call Ebonics, but it's more like she changed every male pronoun to brother. So the cover of this book says the good news according to the four brothers. And what you two are going to do is pick random pages of the uh, 168 pages, and you're going to try to find four brothers first. It's as simple as that. Price is right, like highest without going over. It's, uh... So I uh, pick no, up... I, if you go over, you just win extra. You just win extra? Okay. So... I pick a so page, go first. and if those Between pages contain and... the four brothers, that's game. You're, we're just you're gonna each keep picking them until you've collected four brothers. Okay, so I'll go with page uh, twenty-seven. I think it's a great choice. I feel good about it. <clears throat> Ain't nothing gonna happen that the Almighty don't already know about. So don't sweat it, okay? He knows about every sparrow in this world, and you're worth more than a bird. Every hair on your head is numbered and accounted for. He's got your back, always has, and always will. A beautiful sentiment, but no brothers. Damn! Get oh, shit. Zero brothers. Shit. Oh, also, um, Brockway, before you take your turn, I want to mention this This was previously owned by the First Presbyterian Church of Ashland, Oregon. Uh, so this has almost certainly never touched the hands of a person <laughs> of color. Just, oh, yeah. There's just no way. It, it was only seen by white people who saw no problem with <laughs> it. Just, We're like, this seems perfectly this accurate. Church library. In case we ever meet a black. So it's very appropriate that he found no brothers. <laughs> Just like no every brothers. time I go to Oregon. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> every, seriously, uh, I, uh, I dated a black girl for many years. And uh, the first time I took her to Portland, she got really strange. It was looking around the Portland airport. And Dude. I was like, is everything okay? And she says, where are all the black people? So uncomfortable. It, 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 it hit me that like. Oh my God, she's right. I can't even remember the last time I saw a non-white person in this fucking city. I was so loud. Oh yeah, it was I a was big like deal. walking around for the first time I was there. I was like, "Yo, your homeless people are white." I was like, "It's not even like <laughs> I'm not even trying to be bad about it. That's not that's crazy to me." I was like, "I don't understand where you keep your your yeah, brown people." They were not allowed for oh so long that they're just they're still like spiritually not allowed but meanwhile I, I don't know i remember i grew up there for like 20 years and i remember it being a huge deal when you saw a black person You're like oh Whoa. shit we got like, one? everything okay we, we recruited people one being nice to you <laughs> when when was the draft did we did we get first pick <laughs> and meanwhile oregon's stepping up for the for the brothers these days they're That's really true. they're taking some lumps they're bringing the Black Lives Matter. Trevor Noah vo voiced exactly what I thought the first time I saw that. I was like, yo, this is how they treat white people? I was like, we're dead. Like, that's, <laughs> they're going off that's on the whitest really... place in the country. <laughs> well, Brockway, uh, pick a page. All you're right. Looking for, you're looking to beat zero brothers. Mm -hmm. And you can take I'm trying to. I'm trying to be really strategic and tactical <laughs> in my choices. Uh, I think there's a very good. Very real and a mature reason why I'm picking page number 69. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see it. 
I'd love it if they didn't include that in the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the thirteenth yeah. floor. Jesus asked it's the Judas, devil's number. What's up yourself, Judas? Then the police came and started to take Jesus away when one of the brothers with Jesus took out his sword and cut off the ear of the brother holding him. That's two brothers. Big, big opening. Big lead right there. Mm. Oh, this is the coolest I've ever Running away with it. Is that the whole whole page? Are these like max? I'm just doing the first uh, paragraph. (laughs) Like 46, 46 point (laughs) font. I don't know enough about the real Bible to know whether or not this fake black writer is yeah i am out of my depth here true to does, the source. does he not call yeah, everybody real, brother i don't know well, how true the source material this is what's very confusing about this book is that a lot of people in the bible are brothers and so when he's talking to a brother who happens to be his actual brother there's like uh signifiers like sometimes he's a down-home brother and i think that means he's like genetically not his brother to distinguish between a genetic brother later in the paragraph they didn't just drop an R and add see, an I've ex- always... uh, apostrophe to the end of it there? Is that... That would... I don't think I see that a lot of it. There's not a lot of apostrophe shortening, mm. but um, I mean, it happens. Yeah, see, that that's how I would distinguish yeah. that if I was a really clueless racist <laughs> writing a book about the Bible. Right. Otherwise, I'm just going to read it in like a Hulk Hogan voice. <laughs> yeah, hard R gets the Hogan treatment every time. Yeah, Brother. every time. That's, that's linguistics. <laughs> that's a, AP style menu. That is, that's the whole Coke and AP style. All right, Zach, um, All right, up, I'm you're, up. you're in, you're way in last place. How many pages are there? 160 something? 168. Give me, give me uh, 134. Let's do it. Okay. Give me all the brothers. Through all these stories, Jesus was trying to tell them that everybody was worth trying to save and help. Also, judgments belong only to the Almighty. And there was more. Some brothers mm. went all the way around the corner oh. and back just across the street. He's on the they board. always do it the hard way. This is a lot like when Wesley Snipes said, "Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill." Uh huh. I believe, I believe he's quoting rapping with Jesus when he said that. He's paraphrasing. <laughs> I believe he's quoting the Bible. <laughs> so Zach, you have one brother. One to Brockway's two. Two. Mm. Rockway, if you get two brothers, you win. That's Sean it. Baby's book game. All right, all right. Uh, good luck. I'm gonna say page one hundred two. One hundred two. At supper, he started a new tradition giving them bread as a sign of his body. Take and eat, this is my body. And he gave them this, wine saying, this is my blood, which will be shed for many. going to be so many brothers in this one. And he told them that when the Almighty's program came down, it would be wonderful for all of them, and they would drink new wine in the kingdom of the Almighty. Zero brothers. Ooh, I Ow. still got a chance, Ow. brother. You got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Three brothers here. How when they're, hang- they're just hanging out at a feast, that's when you throw the brothers That's around. Funny. Come we on. We got all the brothers in the room together. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> it might have been an all-lady picnic. I, oh, I didn't read shit. the first part of that story. There are many in the Bible. You know what? Let's go a lot, sub. A lot of ladies' nights. Let's go single digits. I'm going page nine. Let's see what we can do. Okay, page nine. I got to turn this franchise around. I believe in you. <laughs> and again, Jesus told that old devil, I'll tell you what it's written. It says, don't tempt the Almighty, your master. That old devil snarled and snorted, but he didn't give up. Okay, you're so cool. Have a look at this. And he took him high up on the mountain and showed him the wonders of the world. You can have all this, my brother. Ooh, two to that's two. three brothers. Oh, wait, that's two. It's tied two. Yeah, yeah, we're tied up. I'm not taking that. I'm, I'm being honest. I played a fair game. Two to two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here for any robberies. All right. You guys are all right, you're going to compete like gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Page... 42. 42. 
Nice. I like that. It's a good number. <laughs> it is a good number. It's a good, solid number. And they wondered if perhaps Jesus meant that they had forgotten to bring the bread. And again, uh, it's hard to tell if bread means bread or money in yeah. rapping with Jesus. Is he rubbing his but fingers Jesus, together? <laughs> but Jesus wasn't talking about bread at all. Oh, my God. I think they're explaining the, mis- the miscommunication. Come on, guys. What's up? Don't you know I ain't talking about food? <laughs> Didn't you see me take a little bread and fish and feed thousands? You were there, weren't you? Now, nah, what I'm talking about is not taking what they say to heart. Stop listening to what they fake in the streets. Mm. No brothers. My He's brothers. It's talking about, talking about oh. that. <laughs> that hopeful, like, <laughs> that finish, it would have made sense. <laughs> Narratively, it would have fit it right would've. in. I feel like it you could have written this. All right, so we're still going. Still, still two still to two. I, maybe I'm going to do one more round. I need two brothers. Here we go. Uh, let's just take it up to the end. Let me go uh, 158. Okay, 158. All the brothers show up. <clears throat> Some folks believed him and others didn't because they were hard-headed. But Jesus told the brothers, mm. you listen to what I say, Aww. you're my posse, my disciples. And because you're mine, you'll know the truth when you see it. And the truth will make you free indeed. A brother was brought to Jesus who was blind. And the mm. folks wanted to know who had done wrong, the brother or his parents. That okay. is extra oh, shredded. Hoping <laughs> floor. Oh, man. So, we get, uh, Brockway, you could right, concede well, uh, victory to Zach, or you could try for the tie. You could try to get the three. both get the same number of picks. He's got... You're the home team. You get last bat. Five now. Oh, wait, does he have five he or six? Five. I got five, yeah. Uh, you need three to tie. I, look, I know, the, I know the sporting thing to do is just to concede since I'm so clearly beaten. <laughs> That's, but I'm not, not going, going to, uh, and I really not, want we're this. We're not here for that. No. Give me page... 77. Mm. Lucky seven. I'm wishing you many brothers. Those are Jesus numbers right there. Mark was a friend of the Apostle Paul who didn't come on the scene until after Jesus rises from the dead. And he wrote these particular chapters to show that Jesus came to serve humankind. No brothers. Damn. Victory to Zach. <laughs> Where are my brothers? God strong, you had a strong start. Very Five brothers. Rename that book Five Brothers in honor of your victor. <laughs> the almighty <Almighty's> Zach. <laughs> It has already been defaced Man, every... by the First Presbyterian Church of Ashland, Oregon, so many times. I, I'm not kidding when it has been stamped over 11 times with their stamp. Like, oh, boy. There's no mistaking it. Oh, my God. People learned a lot from this book, and they really shouldn't have. <laughs> is that... <It's... laughs> There's some unlearning that needs and, to happen. Uh, it has never been checked out of their library, according to their, their little library card. I really oh, love used books because oh, you sort of get like a little history of the yeah. sadness of these books. It's a really sad story. <laughs> Like, We're the first people, first people who ever read this book. Damn, th- I hope the person who wrote it is going to listen to it and be like, my time has come. Rise, my brothers. I mean, they did bring joy into the world. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. I thank her very much. Thank you, so, White, um, ha- thank you White Housewife, for uh, taking a break no, in between no. your Betty Crocker recipes. No. to. Uh... She, she's a black woman. <laughs> oh, is she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And really? She has, um, oh. Uh, like a fade flat top with a white streak in it, like Fireball. Yeah, she looks like Jim oh, Brown from the fucking she Running Man. Like, she, she looks like Jim Brown. Oh, she's last a season's losers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but yeah. god! All right, well, shit. I take back everything. Who am I to critique her knowledge I, of the I, black? I, I feel like she speaks the language just maybe twenty-five, thirty years out of date. Which you know is who a perfect also transition is a... to get back to our twenty-five-year-old. Jackie Chan movie. Jackie Chan. About the Bronx. 
I have lost, I know we've only done two, but I've lost both Sean Baby's oh, book games so damn. hard. This is just going to be a running theme in this <laughs> series. Is me just fucking tanking That's not true, because the first one you had to not have sex on a toilet. In that, in the thousand one best places to have sex in America, you were supposed to pick them randomly and not land on a toilet. And you got like no toilets. You were having sex in exotic, fun locations. <laughs> oh, I must have swapped that in my head. I thought I was supposed to have, I, have sex on a toilet. That was like what I was going for. I failed myself. No, the toilet was the whammy. That was the lose condition. And you avoided it expertly. Oh, all right. It makes me think you've probably never had sex on a toilet. Is that true? Well, I mean, I don't want to admit to that on the air. You know, um, you got to be a real a fucking scumbag to, you, to, to you get do present it on. As a very, on. On a toilet, right? Not on. Not you do on present one, as no. a very filthy person mm-hmm. as a very as the kind of dude who would bang on a toilet in or partially in is yeah. a different story but if we're being semant- if we're doing semantics then no not on one never on top <laughs> of one so one of the things we did for this rumble the bronx article was we tried to rate the best moments uh in between the super action scenes by breaking the movie into 10 parts and then taking votes and all this and zach you did not actually send in your votes for this i did so I we could do that we could. Yeah, you figured we'd talk I, about him there here. Was, well, there was so much expert uh, like opinion coming in. I felt like at this point, I was like, I'll just show up for the podcast. Like These guys are right. so on top of it. Um, so yeah, I, we're on top. We, we needed you. There were so oh, many ties. <laughs> there were quite a few ties. <laughs> That's the magic of this movie. It's like everyone takes something different from it. Damn. So if you true. had to pick your favorite moments from the start of the movie, which are good moves, you're number one. And the time when Jackie says, I gave him my old video game. And Billy Tung immediately says, ah, oh, the poor kid. He only has a sister and she neglects him. And then this one will be a little more offensive. When Jackie Chan meets his new auntie and she just grabs him and liplessly smothers his face with her mouth and says, oh, I've heard so much about you. She turns into Cookie Monster on his ass. Just full on Cookie yeah, Monster. If, if that's... If that's racist, am I supposed to guess the race? <laughs> She's a cookie monster. I, I don't. <laughs> you got a problem with blue people now? Is that what you're and, trying to? And this one received zero votes, but I wanted to include it just to have a wild card option. Was when Billy Tongue is taking the car away and he screams, I'll treat it like my baby! So Which, that bums me out that that didn't get any votes because out of all those moments... I love that because he does a pantomime too. Yeah. Which yeah. is like he's, he, he holds it out like he's carrying a basket of fucking potatoes. Yeah. He's like, I'll treat it like my baby. <laughs> he's just totally like breaking a tackle with a football. <laughs> yeah. The Heisman Trophy pose. I I'll love that like one. The only reason the yeah. uh, the video game Bill one Tung would get a vote from me is because he's just rocking. Was that like a Sega Game Gear? Yeah. And he just with pulled no it out cartridge. of his back pocket. I don't know. Yeah, it was... I have forgotten how huge those were. That was like the size of a bus seat. It was, it was, you could easily kill a man with that portable. If he was playing it on a flight, if he was playing on a flight from Hong Kong, he he ran out of batteries 11 times over. Like (laughs) the thing is a brick. They're like, sir, do you have anything to declare? I have a duffel bag full of uh, D cell batteries. Like that's it. That's all I had room for. But yeah, there's no cartridge in it. And he was just playing it. And, and they were using sound effects that are straight out of like a fucking video game college commercial. It was just like, mm-hmm. bloop, bloop, bleep, 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 and like, oh, that poor boy. He has no one. <laughs> oh, there we go. There's the racist. I'm just doing Billy Tongue, everybody. That's how he sounds. I can't help how he sounds. <laughs> well, in all fairness, it does sound a little Mexican. Hey, <laughs> you know, So I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to nail down exactly which kind of racist you're being. 
Therefore, it's okay. That happened. I do in, uh, feel like you would have given a vote to that other moment that received no votes. Let me let me go to the second part of the movie. Yeah. Where the moments you have to select from are the Harley guy saying "double or nothing," and then Tony <laughs> saying. First, let's see the dinero. <laughs> and the guy says, thousand bucks. And then Harley's biker girl comes up and goes, yeah, yeah, you yeah <laughs> go for herself. <laughs> she's just, she's pumped. She's, she's feeling herself. Yeah. I wish I had that's that like kind of confidence. That's like three different votable moments in one, yeah. one entry. That's a, heavy, yeah, that's, a weight, that's a weighted entry. Yeah, I agree. But it only got one vote from our dear friend, Timmy. Okay. And zero votes it. is when... Uh, Billy Tongue's wife just starts singing at the wedding, and then nobody voted for that. Nobody voted for that. Oh, that was such and a crazy moment. He just moment. gets down on his knees <laughs> was... and like like welcomes her to the dance floor while everyone yeah. just watches her like sing her first dance, which is kind of amazing. And it's a like, really weird transition because it cuts to like a fisheye lens close up of her bridesmaids singing. Yes. It's the most confusing like cutaway. I've you ever have seen. no yeah. idea Whoa. where you are in that scene. And then, the camera pans out and up and like starts spinning. And, and then like, you the cut to like in the background, uh, the kid is getting danced in his wheelchair by some guy yeah. that's just his handler. Just like there's there's so much going on extra. in that scene. Yeah. Exactly. And then right after uh, that, Jackie walks up weirdly. He's like, "Have a drink," and she's like, "I've got one." Got one? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking and about, dude? They just execute every line of the screenplay, no matter what it says. <laughs> the the conceit of that whole scene is that he invited the woman who just bought yeah. his business to his wedding tomorrow and she said yes <laughs> <laughs> every step she of that is no yeah. no that would not she was this is a, like a chinese businessman's wedding so i mean the catering was at least eight hundred dollars a plate like yeah. just inviting a random guest to a wedding is a huge deal so he's yeah. big league in her his wife would have shut that shit down too it's like we've had the list locked for months <laughs> yeah. now dude what are you doing to me do you really think she'd say it like that, though? She'd be like, oh, I've heard yes. so much about this guest list. <laughs> I almost I shook the headphones off of me because I was trying to be her so so dedicated. It's like uh, someone who was too, playing it too big for a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. Yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer's like, we need a wacky black guy to pop up in this scene and say something super wacky. And she's like, okay, I got this. And he's like, Dude. oh, no, no, no. That's too much. That's, do we break? Do we break off just as a side piece to discuss some of these, uh, the history of these characters? Because I grew up real sad, a lot of the time, in the uh, middle of these, in the middle of these completely awesome movies. Right. But the saddest one, probably to date, is the the inclusion of the two, clearly black Transformers in the second Transformers yeah. movie, that are like gold gold oh, teeth yeah. chains. But the most egregious thing about them was that they discovered some sort of ancient text that none of them could read. Like the language was like Sanskrit for transformers. And they're all like, I don't have the processing to read this. And those two guys go, man, I can't read. I was like, Oh <laughs> shit. None of you can. Why did you do yourself like that? Anyway, literally no transition whatsoever. There was the scene where Anita Mui catches Angelo drinking juice. And she says, you're going to pay for this. And he says, you want me to pay for this shit? But then in the ADR, he said stuff. So he's, right. his lips say shit, but he says stuff. And then he goes, why don't you drink it? Huh? Huh? Here, try some. And he shatters it. Like, just, I know he's a criminal, and that's the whole gig. But he's, it's such an overreaction. 
he lost his shit way too insanely. Like he was, he's, he's such a loose cannon that no one can afford to keep him around. Like that was, that was early warning signs were all over the place for Tony and the gang. mm -hmm. That was, yeah, that was his theme. If there was, he is the most consistent character in rumble in the Bronx. (laughs) And that he will always just fly off the handle based he didn't on even try. You should. <laughs> he could have just said, like, no. To this I didn't day, it's why juice. I won't offer anybody juice. <laughs> he could have said, I'm not paying for the juice, lady. What are you going to do yeah. about it? But yeah. no, he's, he's just, like, forcing her to do something about it. So Jackie Chan, of course, does. And then I, I know you love this next line, so I'm going to see if you can get this word for word, Zach. <laughs> what does he say? The guy coming in from the back, interrupting yeah. the ass-kicking. <laughs> oh, the, uh, oh. Hey, que pasa? <laughs> exactly. He so, goes, yo, que pasa? Hey, what you doing, man? <laughs> and they had before that though. I always loved this guy, the, the their resident Chinese Cantonese translator, because uh, right. he's he's rocking like the most Midwestern dad. You gotta have one every gang. <laughs> you never know when you're gonna run into some triads. Every gang in the Bronx. Um, he's rocking the most Midwestern dad pullover. Uh, like right. south, like southwestern, you, you know, like Arizona is. style pullover with like a leather vest on top of it, and it yep. was just—it's his fleece. It's, fleece. it's definitely yeah. fleece. It's so out of season. Ponytail. He's bundled up. Everybody else in there is is like there's there's one guy. Was it Alfonso, the guy with the prodigy <laughs> horns? At one at one point, he's wearing like I would describe it as a coat just for yep. nipples. Yeah, like there, there's a there's a jacket that is at best thirteen yeah. percent of a jacket. And meanwhile, the other guy's over there with his, like, down-to-arctic-temperature, warm-at-all-costs fleece from a 1984 Arizona flea market. Anything. If there's an Arctic mission, they have a gang member for that. If they need some Cantonese Diversity of climates within the gang. The prodigy horn nipple coat guy was probably the most absurd, like, out-of-place one. He looked like a Jet Grind radio gang member. Like, he's, he's from a Sega, like, anime yeah, he I love him. Time death. He's got chappy. he's got he's got my second favorite line in the movie, so I can't shit on the guy too much. But <laughs> ah, you got we we'll all end up like Lance. <laughs> we'll all end up like Lance. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I like when he's sitting down and he, he tries to repeat it. He goes, Lance. <laughs> there's a, there's a part of that scene that I love so much where he comes and he goes, help, help, yeah, help me, help, and then help me. Angelo goes, help him. <laughs> It just kills me. Angelo has Angelo has a rare moment of clarity where he's the voice of reason. But he doesn't know what help he needs. He's just carried a garbage bag. For all they know, he's what do you need help with a garbage bag? Like you're you're a grown ass man. You can carry the garbage bag. Help 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 Somebody help me. What the hell is going on? What is that? They killed Lance. Who killed Lance? Uh. What is that now? Uh, Who would do this? Uh, a friend of mine got murdered. They said if we don't uh, return the stuff uh, Angelo took, we'll all end up like Lance. Where's Angelo now? <laughs> he must have found a lot of great secondhand clothes. That guy put his all into that scene. <laughs> and that's like that's like 250 pounds of human burger like that he's yeah. dragging those around yeah that was the yeah. barbarian lance lance was the giant yeah, mexican the barbarian extra, from earlier yeah. that is that is just all pure they beef put him in like too, that full weight. body they didn't like chop off a limb and throw him in so i have a feeling he got to his shoulders and like that thing's clogged like 
I haven't yeah, they had a ton of stuff into a wood chipper, but like 200 pounds of fluid is, is a bad thing to... It was a pretty small garbage bag. I was like, at, at best, it was probably, I don't know, like 35 pounds of loose yeah, lines. Whatever meat. they could yeah. collect. Because how is that shooting out of there into a bag, like cleanly? Like that's... You, yeah. you wood chip but, into a pile. You don't even catch the stuff you're supposed to be putting in there in bags. That henchman had to like retire. That dude's so covered in human gore. Dude, his PTSD was just put to the test that day. Like that's, I don't care how he's much of a psycho like, you are. That's messed he's up. Finding like fingernails in his hair and shit. <laughs> All right, this is totally a diversion from what we're doing, but can we discuss the henchmen Ooh, real please. quick? In Total pros. They are all enormous. <laughs> They're all like seven feet tall and like three hundred pounds, and every one of them is wearing a suit that is, I would say, five times too big <laughs> for them. Night, late nineties style. How yeah. are you? Where, where are these suits being made that you can find? I think in Hong Kong, they're like, once you get to like size XL, the next size up is just Shaquille O'Neal. Like it's sixteen case, like, XL. It's like in case Yao Ming is visiting, and there's yeah. just nothing in between. Suits exclusively for yeah. ogres. Well, those guys. One of those <laughs> ogres, and I believe Sean, you could correct me on this one. Uh, one of those guys is a time cop villain, wasn't he? The guy with the yeah, ponytail. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the guy who uh, Jackie beats with the uh, with the wrench, right? <laughs> and oh, friends with the wrench. Yeah. Oh, right, right. That wrench would have killed him. That's what broke him. I, I really like in that scene where uh, Jackie comes. How how could you? He's just a kid, and he goes, "Hmm," <laughs> just a, a very <laughs> deliberate. Hmm. <laughs> He's just a kid. It's like, no, dude, that counts as a line. You have to pay me for a speaking role. Yeah. That hmm translated was like, I do what I must in my line of work. I don't always like it, but the pay is well and and I'm taken care of. Right. Like in Hong Kong, this character gets all this nuance in America. (laughs) All of those henchmen are just such like formless pillars of Mm -hmm. flesh. They're just just big piles of men. Rectangles with, with faces. Huge men in Bernie Mac's suit. <laughs> they are the original kings of comedy, just out here on these streets. The, um, this dude, the next guy from this scene, actually, sort of feels like he's doing a Bernie Mac impersonation. Like, more of a Chris Tucker, maybe, than the guy who oh, comes yeah. in screaming, Oh, Key Young! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, do it. Let me hear it. Okay. Let me hear it, motherfucker! <laughs> he says, Oh, Key Young. Hey, that was all right. I can't believe it, like, man. It was just great. It was, how do you do some of that? It was like, ha, who? <laughs> That's Chinese. It's Chinese. Kung fu. Kung fu. I can't even. I can't even match the guy's pitch. He was like, "Oh, Kion. Hey, that was all right. I can't believe it. Like, man, it was just great. It was." Kion. Huh? Did they hurt you? I know. You're amazing. Thanks. How do you do some of that? It was just like, oh, 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 oh. That's Chinese kung fu. Yeah, he's like eight octaves up. Like, oh, he must have been so special like, to the movie. Wow, that was like... <laughs> and never again. Just vanishes from the he's movie. He's gone. Like, he knows... No, that's not true. He walks away. They show him walking away from a market at the Whoa. end. And he's talking to a girl and he says, Hey, Lisa, wait up. They even gave a name to the wow. girl. It's, that's how special he was to the film. Is they, they crafted like names and backstories for this one guy that had... 15 seconds of bizarre screen time and then just disappeared he's from the, the guy movie forever. That, I'm convinced that there's some cut out your, there where he's like the Chris Tucker to this film where he's just Jackie's wise talking sidekick. That guy would have been Jackie's connection to the streets. Like he's, he'll get you what you need, whether it's information, yeah, contraband, because he knew everybody's name. He knew Keong. Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. half the people that worked at that store didn't even know Keong. Yeah, he they were just still got confused. 
Yeah, they're so confused by this guy with his weird, like, grandma cut-off sleeve shirts that, uh... <laughs> That's right, he just yeah. got off the plane. That was his introduction. How the fuck did you meet and be friends? This guy's like... <laughs> so quickly. He just, you know, he knows things before they even happen. That's how connected he is. So here's, an, here's another scene I want you to pick uh, the best moment from, Zach. Another section of the movie. There's one where um, Lisa is, is just talking and talking, and she says how much trouble she's having supporting Danny. And he says, support, support. I told you I need a new cushion. <laughs> and then oh, that there's the time again. where they bring Jackie Chan back from the dead on his couch. And mm-hmm. Jackie Chan looks down, and sure enough, he's naked. Completely and Danny naked. Says, My sister, she fixed up your wounds. And undressed you, too. <laughs> My sister, she fixed up your wounds and undressed you, too. Oh, and she even made you breakfast. Here, have some. How old was she? So that one, that's another possibility. He's got, that kid has such a good oh, pervert yeah. voice. <laughs> he does that a few times. He lapses into pervert <laughs> mode, and it's just, it's unsettling how accurately he channels that. What have you experienced, you He's poor child? He's a 35-year-old man. <laughs> we should really look up Danny and see how old he was when he fell. He's like a Ralph Macchio of Asia. He's seventy-five now. It's yeah. like the reverse of Sammo Hung, who plays like a four-year-old in some movies. Another uh, scene I love is when the whole gang is just in broad light, daylight chasing Jackie Chan, and the only person in the entire parking garage is this dude in a fucking rainbow shirt with an American flag hat, like a big floppy a, stupid yeah, hat, oh, I hate driving that a so truck much. full of rainbow balls. And they're like, hey, buddy, have you seen Jackie Chan? We're trying to kill him. And he's like, no, nope, I haven't seen him. He gets in his truck and sees this panicked man that they're obviously going to kill. And he says, hey, what the hell are you doing he begs in my him. truck? <laughs> he, just... he begs him. He first, like, makes the silent sound. It's not like yeah. the guy can plead. What does he get for his efforts? Jackie Chan is in there silently. He gets fucking begging. truck thrown off the side <laughs> of the parking garage. That's what he you get, it. you fucking snitch. That's why you don't, you don't negotiate with terrorists right there. That's... That's everything you need and to know. Your final choice is when they finally corner him on top of the parking garage, Tony pulls up on his dirt bike, and he just says, Piece of shit! <laughs> I love it. Because he's got huge, like, Lone Ranger gloves on and a duster. He just <laughs> yeah, looks so rad. He's, a, he's like peak Tony in that scene, too. He's. Uh, I may have to go with uh, Keong on the couch, because it's like, first of all, I always it always bothered me because he's butt-ass naked, on yeah. somebody else's leather couch and it's like oh. there's nothing that where you would put a naked bleeding man yeah you know what that the, that's not the best yes. place for like a stranger's fluids even just talking about like booty sweat you know it's like and then he yeah and then the kid wakes up and is immediately like my sister's 22 like you should totally yes. try to stick it in her like he's and jack jackie chan at this point is like 41 mm-hmm. yeah not super <laughs> in the Bronx. yeah not at all but he's fit you know, I mean, she got to see his abs. She knows. Guys yeah, I mean, good. he's he's got the body of like eight thirty-year-old. Nobody. He's got There's the body uh, of eight bags of Lance. So I don't know if, it, if this is part of your your agenda on the list, but his outfits throughout this movie are pretty fantastic. He's Real got solid. A, he's got the um, the cute like sleeveless onesie with the with the PP buttons. Uh, yeah. On the crotch, the that's yeah, the the short shorts yeah. to tank top one little, piece. What the hell? Is, what occasion is for, that for? for sleepy like, time, Jackie Chan, sleepy time. It's like hot weather, old timey mm-hmm. hillbilly gear. Yeah, it's like grandpa's swimsuit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you would you would draw that on a moonshiner in yep. a political cartoon from like nineteen thirties, but then also chop the sleeves yep. off. And I, yeah. I, I, the only thing missing was a, a cute little like little booty hatch. 
you know, for, him to, <laughs> for his buns to comically he, fall out. <laughs> how does he pee in that? He's got to like hike it all the way up over his he's got, dong. Well, it's yeah, he's got, got a flap. Well, Trust oh, me, okay. I I have yeah, seen the flap. He's got a button right. fly. I paid special attention <laughs> yeah. to that flap. How could you not when he's doing that? Yeah, it's heavy flap analysis. It is centered in frame. It is the central crux it of that It is a pretty scene. impressive physical feat to do those, uh, those, those handstand, handstand presses. But yeah. like, what was the purpose of putting it in the movie with such like an aggressive dick basket? Like, is that Jackie Chan like doing some sex appeal? Is that for He's the like, ladies? listen, this is my big, yeah, this is my big service. American showcase. Like, I want people to know everything they need to know about Jackie Chan. Because his Combat, first two, I, I mentioned stunts. this in the article, this was his third like big American movie because he did the big brawl and he did The Protector. And those are like, you look back on them, they're kind of, they're very Jackie Chan movies. Like they have a lot mm-hmm. of the same like action sequences and, and fight moves. Uh, it's just that they're so dull in between the fights mm-hmm. that no one liked them. Yeah, so, uh, Rumble in the Bronx almost ended up being like a critique of the Kung Fu movie genre overall. It's just so fucking goofy. And it still, it still stands out so much from all of the other ones. It's like a Jackie Chan movie combined with Hook. They, <laughs> there's so much whimsy to it. Absolutely yeah. is Hook, yeah. There's a little Rufio in a wheelchair, you know? It's uh, a... <laughs> yeah. The, uh, there, there was a... They got their fun clubhouse. They throw food <laughs> they around. Their, it's it's the same land spirit. Land of toys or whatever. I'm, I'm mixing shit, I know, but... <laughs> Um, there was a an old documentary. I want to be a dentist. <laughs> there was a kung fu documentary back in the day that was just kind of going, just like spotlighting um, all the breakout stars from the, the era and mm. their best films. And Jackie Chan was the only one that was like, he was like, oh, these movies are so tiring. Just fight, 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 fight. No reason. Just fight, 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 no, fight, fight. Why are you no looking at background. me? Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> we don't use the blue background. So it was just like his exhaustion from that interview made rumble in the bronx make sense to me i was like he doesn't have time for yeah there has to be incredibly over the top reasons for these fights to happen rather than just them breaking out for no reason he'd rather die than have a fucking boring uh, <laughs> in between fight scene movie yeah there's a and i was saying that jackie chan always seems to take that little extra step to also do something in addition to the fights and the action sequences to sort of have just another silly thing. Like this one is probably the handstand push-ups, uh, but like like an armor of God. Like he's does right, he's weird so stuff bored. with like gum eating, or he'll do something. Oh yeah, he's like always crazy. doing that like the 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 arm slap like gum yeah. pop into the yeah 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 his slap bracelet gum chew. And, <laughs> he always and, uh, has these little bits that have armor of that God are just above and beyond. Like he didn't need to do that, Jackie Chan. But he he's does. like, here's the thing I learned. I, I learned today. It's going in the movie. I, I do the I do the gum thing now. My favorite thing is that in the, in every Jackie Chan movie, there's at least one moment where he just disappears over a wall or a gate or a fence in a different manner each mm-hmm. time. That is just should be impossible for a human yeah. being to do. Like there's a gate that you could just you could just open it or walk around it, or there's a wall or something, and then Jackie Chan will take 1.5 seconds out of the movie to just no clip straight up the wall. Just ninja guy Dan stick to the wall and there's like no there's no slow motion there's no multiple camera angles it's just his like real subtle mm-hmm. brag of like yes i can do these inhuman things here real quick <laughs> let me show you all right let's get so on he with does some movie. pretty wild fence stuff in this movie too where he's like uh spinning like across fences with the grips mm-hmm. uh this is why don't try this at home like bad tale i tried to do crazy jackie chan fence stuff and th- there's 
he's doing that one of those takes and you could see like he's actually it cuts weird and he's got hand wraps on because even he's like don't just fucking like jump around on chain link fences without right. protecting your fingers uh i learned that the hard way my shit broke real you know like, oh, it didn't break shit. break but i just I, I came really close to just like ripping my fingers off and it was like you can't <laughs> you just can't move around on fence like that like on a on a backstop you know yeah i probably I probably came pretty close to not surviving 1995 because of Rumble in the Bronx. That was my first Jackie Chan movie, and I was just everything yeah, changed. Yeah, you gotta just slip over. Only everything. everything changed except for my terrible, useless body. <laughs> You're like, just because I changed what I'm into didn't change who I am as a as a person. Yeah, like I, I'm gonna start trying to learn how to do it. I'm not gonna practice it, but I, I'm gonna try Sink or to swim. do a flip now. Do a flip. Yep. I'm going <laughs> to crush one of these handstand pull a slam face. Oh, hand. yeah. Robert, there's a, I was, I had the same thing happen for me. This was the first, this was my intro into Jackie Chan. Uh, I just didn't have the availability uh, in my town. Like there was nowhere to get Kung Fu movies that were obscure or cool. Like you had Blockbuster. Yeah. I and, saw this shit yeah. in the theater and was like, what the fuck? I was fuck? like, before that I was like a Van Damme guy. Like I, that's the kind of martial arts China O'Brien, if I want to get a little obscure, oh, yeah, you too. know, like whatever China was on HBO O'Brien. after dark. Yeah, the um, Cynthia Rothrock movies look like fucking shit compared to Jackie Chan. Dude, just Cynthia Rothrock was. I know, there, it's a whole different game. Like, I came out of that, like, what what are these yeah. other movies doing? Why do we have, why do we have I these was other like, movies? I was like Kylo Ren. I was like, more! Like, I just <laughs> ran out to try to find, and luckily enough, we had one video store that was like run by nerds. They tried to get anime in, you know, whatever they could. So oh, they I had, got. I had to get mine uh, once to be nerds. I had to request them because they. I had just. It wasn't even a blockbuster or something. It was just our local yeah, video had, store in fucking Redmond, Oregon, in a strip mall with an Albertson. So they were like, "Jackie, what? Jackie Hands Gleason? Sure, we got it. It's in the back." There was this era, like in the <laughs> yeah. late '90s, when like Walmart or Safeway even would get like Jackie Chan VHS boxes, and mm-hmm. so you get like two to four Jackie Chan movies in a set. And they yep. were just so fucking bad. You like Fearless Hyena, oh, like were, those Fearless like, Hyena. Ones. That's and, the one. <laughs> and there was one that wasn't Jackie Chan, but they just called him Jackie Chan. <laughs> dude, they did, like there was like so many Bruce Lees, but spelled differently. Like it's, yeah, dude. They were shameless about that kind of stuff. I did um yeah. uh, an article on our website when I heard hot dog about um Lolo Young, and how he actually starred in more movies with Bruce Lee knockoffs than Bruce Lee movies exist. <laughs> like. That dude just fucking took any gig. And so, like, Bruce Lai shows up. He's like, hey, you want to play a guy named Bolo Young in my Bruce Lai movie? And he's like, oh, hell yes. He's like, well, I am. I don't have to pretend to learn another name. I am Bolo Young, so that makes sense. (laughs) He just knew, based on, like, the casting choices so far, if he said no, they would just put somebody else in and call him Bolo Young. He wanted to keep that name. (laughs) He wanted to be the guy. He might as well be the guy. My favorite thing about Bolo Young is his, like, um, very clear insecurity about his waistline. Every time you see him, his shit is pulled up high, yeah. and then a double of Kylo impact. Ren. Yeah, he ta- <laughs> he's got the Kylo Ren proto body. <laughs> he takes his shirt off at double impact, and he's my man's wearing a girdle. Like, he's like, why'd you just take? Why'd you take your shirt off at all if you're so fucking like worried about your body? Like this. He wants to be real about what the what the ultimate male yeah, physique looks like. I actually like, like my all Chinese pegs. Hercules with the little love handles. You know what I mean? I, that's. Did you ever look up that Chinese Hercules trailer? By the way, that that oh, shit yeah. is. He'll fight men, anyone. Men, women, women, the young and the old. He just fucks up everybody. It just—it's him throwing each one of the things listed as they're listed. He's just yeah. overhead pressing 
hurling them off camera. Hurling the young yeah. at the old, the old. And it's just like, by the, the dick. Yeah. <laughs> by the, the time you get to, like, the old, it's like he already threw a kid, dude. All bets are off. Like, yeah. it's Who cares nothing about else. Yeah, point. the old shit. They're probably, that's mercy by this point. He's killing kids. Oh, and speaking of, is it is it wrong to jump ahead and talk about when Jackie Chan throws a toddler 75 feet in front of a hovercraft? That's the perfect time to do that. You know, this is also the perfect time to come in and say, we talk way too much about Rumble in the Bronx, and it would not be the first time in my life someone said, shut the fuck up about Rumble in the Bronx. But we are going to break this podcast up into two parts. So this is the end of part one, and please tune in tomorrow, or if you're listening to this in the future, just fucking go to the next one. But we are going to have a part two of our discussion about Rumble in the Bronx and all of the magic it brings to your life.